Hello, strangers. This is Duncan. Welcome to Six Second Sobriety. I involuntarily did a uh, an experiment on what happens when you slow down your meetings drastically. So again, it never ends, boys. I'm telling you, it never ends. This is a podcast for alcoholic men. Now we all remember Emily, my my avatar for quacking about the content and the language. So this is a podcast for alcoholic men who come in and out of recovery. And I don't say because there's part of the traditions that um, that really don't allow me to say where I go to 12-step recovery meetings, but, you know, even a horrid drunk can figure that out, right? Okay, so anyway, here we are. That's, I wasted a minute of your time. Now I'm going to get into some serious content. So in October, I have this girl that I real a woman... Right, so I'm like 63 and she's like 59. So I have this woman I really like a lot and we're very good friends and we never took it any further. And then in October, she died on the operating table. They brought her back and I knew it from where I was at work. Like something, right? Because you become far more intuitive when you are in recovery for a long time and you really do think with your heart and not your head. I know that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. The longest 18 inches in the world from your head to your heart. I remember this motherfucking old bastards telling me that. I never got it. It might be 12. I don't know what the fuck it is. 12 inches. But they put their head on their forehead and then they put their finger on their heart, you know? took a long time to figure that out, but really, when you become really sober and, and, and clean and recovery, and you're working these 12 principles that are part of the 12 steps, which are the instructions, and part of the 12 traditions, which are the why we're here in the first place, it really does you get much more intuitive. So that said... Um, probably a week later I finally saw her <clears throat> and you know man we're shy right until we get a little whiskey in us get all the love goggles on and anyway that's not an option for me so I had to come up I had to come up with actual courage which I did I told her how I felt and man it was amazing she lit up because I don't have this great self-image, right? None of us do. We're always thinking... We still think we're fuck-ups. We still think shit happened when we were eight years old is still going to affect us. I told you about Jimmy McKinnon, who owes me a dime from fourth grade, that it took me so long to get pissed off, to not get pissed off at this kid, who's now probably a grown man, and if I'm... Jesus, man, on what track he was going, he might have been... He's either a burnout, he was sniffing glue in fourth grade, or he's completely, I hope, honestly, I do hope, he's totally turned his life around and he has like a yacht and a mansion in Malibu and he's very successful. 
unlikely. However, this is how you have to pray for people, and you have to be sincere. All right? So this is the thing. I keep up my daily routine, reading, my meditation in the morning, my prayer, all that. I do all that stuff, right? I still talk to uh, one alcoholic a day. You know, hey, how you doing? Because we're friends. It's not, you know, okay, again, Emily, I'll cover your ears. Any problems that an alcoholic has are pink or green. They involve money or sex, one way or the other, a relationship or money. Is that a little softer for you, Emily, my love? Okay, so anyway, this is the deal. I get so involved, like, dude, I really love her, right? And I'm like really involved in the relationship and trying to see each other as much as we can and our schedules are weird because we're both kind of restaurant people right so I go to a lot of noon meetings but those noon meetings turned into coffee or lunch or hang around you know walking around the lake or something with her and um and the weather's really gorgeous where I am in Florida and we have to take advantage of that man we're outside here this time of year like you guys are outside in the summer if you live in the north, you know, somewhere. Um, it's kind of weird, like, anyway, so I haven't been going to meetings. I'll go to a little piece of a meeting here and there. I talk about it with my friends when I'm on the phone with them. But there is something, now here's the three really a very powerful statement that is in the text of the recovery program that I am in. It may be one of the, it's probably one of the top five things that I say to myself. It is one of the top five things I say to myself. Over and over, 12,600 days into this year. 12,600 days you ain't even got it. Nothing close to that. If you're listening to me, you're a guy who's in for 30 days and out for 30, or out for 60 days, and then you're in for three years and you're back out. Or you're like my boy Mike, who's gets exactly a year, and five days, six days later, out he, out he goes. And then we gotta wait, like uh, our over-under on Mike, remember, is St. Pat, it's, it's uh, March 18th. Right after St. Patrick's Day, because Mike's Irish. And it's, I got two two Irish Mikes. So, Mike, the Irish guy, is Mike, the recidivist guy. Irish Mike has been sober like, fucking, I don't know, 11, 12 years. All right? So, anyway, that's the other thing, too. It's just like, it's a community just like that. It's like watching... Uh, a boy's life. Everybody's got a, you know, everybody's got a nickname, <clears throat> right? So they call me Petey. They call me Papa, because I'm old. We got a guy who's got, no, we call him Bubba. We got another guy, there's, there's so many guys like Mike and John and Jimmy, that, you know, one guy is Big Jim, another guy's Jimmy, another guy's Little Jimmy, another guy's 
give me two time, whatever, right? So it's like enough. We all have nicknames. We're all best of friends. But here's this statement: No human power can relieve us relieve us of our alcoholism. No human power can relieve us of our alcoholism. No human power can relieve us of our alcoholism. The greatest threat to your sobriety is a new relationship with a I don't give a fuck what you are. You got a new boyfriend, girlfriend, um, I don't know what kind of, anything, right? That is where you spend your time, and you're into that person, and you're kind, and you're loving, and you're gentle, and you're working your program, and you think from your heart and not your head. You do everything you used to do, except for go to meetings, where you listen to other people and go, oh, shit, man. I'm not kidding you. How many times have you sat in a meeting? Be honest. If you go to meetings, if you sit in a meeting, I don't give a shit if there's three people there or 300 people there. Somebody's going to, and no, you know, even if no, not everybody gets to share, somebody's going to say something that you just did or you're thinking about doing or you did a really long time ago and you have, this is the whole thing with meetings, some guy like, you know, with three months or three years does something that I did twice, let's just say, right, get divorced, and he's going through that, you know, we got to kind of, we have a lot of insight on that, and we have time on our side, guys like me, guys like my buddy Joe, and my sponsor Frank, man, you know, we're, that's why you've got these old timers around, you bitch about us, but we're the ones that are really there willing to help you. We want to help you. All right, so anyway, the, the way to, I don't reconnect with God when I am, you know, with, I, I feel the presence of God and I'm grateful and all that kind of stuff. When I'm with my children, when I'm with my girlfriend, when I'm with my um, when I, when I, you know, when I was with my parents or when I'm with people that I really, just my friends. But the way you connect with God through people is in those meetings because he will speak to you through someone today. You will get a message. I don't give a crap who you are. You will get a message from your higher power through another human being today. It happened yesterday. It happened when you were six years old. I am am far more likely to get sage advice, something that's going to help me in my life, from another human being who God speaks through in a 12-step recovery meeting. Much more likely to get help there than somebody who's impatient about how long the cashier is taken in the 7-Eleven. That in itself is valid, however. If you listen to every... You'll drive yourself crazy. you got to think, man. you got to do your shit. But every once in a while, when you just listen to people bitch, 
you just you get tons of gratitude out of that. You're like, no, I'm glad I'm not like this motherfucker anymore. I was like that all the time, right? I was always like that, always bitching. Nothing was ever right. I was a mean son of a bitch. All right, anyway, hey, this might be it, and I might come back. I'm, I'm I don't know. 